Welcome to Still That from Chipperish Media. I'm story expert and figment in Wesley's devilishly handsome head, Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm researcher in demon violence free zone cake, Dr. Kelly Jones. And we're here today to talk about Angel Season 4, Episodes 13 and 14, Salvage and Release, both of which are sadly watchers. <laughs> Save the head trip, GQ. Wes told me you try to get under my skin. Let's raise the stakes. In Salvage, Wesley and Connor find Angelus feeding on Lila's body and assume he killed her. To ensure she doesn't turn into a vampire and as an act of love, Wesley decapitates her. Lauren casts a sanctuary spell on the Hyperion, but unfortunately, it only works against demonic violence and not against terrible writing, because then we endure scenes of Angelus bickering with the Beast and Cordelia kissing the Beast and the Beast making a knife from his own bones as the plot convenient only weapon that can kill it and enough already with his nonsense. <laughs> but then things get better as Wes decides to save Angel and realizes who they need to get the job done. Because you gotta have faith, faith, faith. <laughs> Wes goes to the prison and tells Faith that Angelus is back, and Faith breaks out and returns to the Hyperion to take over the Angel search and rescue mission. She leads the team on an Angelus hunt, but Angelus sicks the beast on her, and the beast beats Faith terribly. Angelus then stabs the beast with the plot convenient beast bone knife and is annoyed when the beast destruction restores the sun. Faith shatters a warehouse window and Angelus retreats from the sunlight, promising to meet up with Faith again soon. And that would have been a fine place to end. But no, no. Instead, the episode ends with Cordelia telling Connor that she's pregnant with his baby. Just when we thought things couldn't get much worse with season four. Ugh. So let's just talk about Lila and Faith. Salvage aired on March 5th, 2003. It was directed by Jefferson Kibbe and written by David Fury. And oh my God, <laughs> Kelly, it's just, it's not good. Now, here's the thing. The Faith stuff is great. The Lila stuff is great. Wes is great. But man, this whole thing is not good. Where are you on the perfect happiness scale with zero at stake this and six at lost your soul? What you got? So the good stuff won out here for me because mm -hmm. I still gave this a four. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the scene with, with Wesley and Delilah oh. is, is, I mean, it feels weird to say it's one of my favorites of the whole show, but it's one that stays with me oh, yeah. from the whole show. But Faith, Breaking out of that prison and kicking ass all over the place. I love mm -hmm. it. I love it. I love it. And if it weren't for Campy and Jealous and the Dumb Beast and the pregnant Cordelia grossness, it would have been a five. Oh, yeah. No, I was real close to giving this a five. In the end, I did give it a four because the stuff that's bad is so, so, so bad. Uh -huh. um, I love everything. Every moment of faith is amazing. Uh, the Wesley and Lila stuff, I think, is incredible. It's so well done. And it really is like a one-act play. I almost wish they'd done it as one long scene. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's so good. But Angelus, the Beast, Evil Cordy, Connor, 
all of that is so awful. And maybe part of it is just that this episode is surrounded by such terrible episodes that this one looks better. Yes. Like the best house <laughs> in a really bad neighborhood, you know. Um, but I enjoyed the stuff enough that I gave it a four. The good stuff I enjoyed enough that I gave it a four. Um, but before we get started talking about these episodes, I would like to uh, thank Kelly and Joshua Unruh. Uh, Joshua Unruh uh, sat in for me last week on Still Dead. Kelly sat in for me last week on Still Pretty. I had a kid in the hospital and my friends hopped in and covered all of my shifts and I really do appreciate it so thank you both very very much it was wonderful and delightful to hear you guys uh, talk about um, about Angel um, especially because Joshua Unruh I don't know there's something I just love about his his crankiness and his hate <laughs> it was um, so great it just- <laughs> It's just really fun. And he's so much fun to podcast with. So I'm really glad you got a chance to podcast with him. I get to podcast with him all the time over on Listen Up A-Holes, but he is a goddamn delight. And it was really, really wonderful uh, to hear you guys hanging out together. But Wesley kissed Fred. Wesley kissed Fred. And I mean, you guys mentioned it. You did mention it. Not much. Very briefly. Wesley kissed Fred. And then Gunn broke up with Fred. And like, I'm sorry, it's the romance author in me. I'm not sure what it is, but like... Had I been on that episode, that would have been what we talked about for like most of it. <laughs> Wesley kissed Fred, and it was a good kiss. It was, was a nice kiss. It was a nice kiss with like the worst timing in the history oh, yeah, of no, the, the And I'm like, terrible. timing is part of kissing. And <laughs> I, I, I just, I'm so sick of the triangles and the drama. And yeah. overshadowed with, you know, Angelus trying to be Hannibal. I was like, no, I just don't care. I, I just, <laughs> just don't. See, it was the only thing I could hold on to. I watched these episodes, you know, so I could catch up on everything. And as I watched the episodes, I was like, well, that's my favorite thing in all of the episodes. <laughs> like that's, it was really nice. <laughs> I liked it. I don't even care. I liked it. I don't care. It's a stupid love triangle. I absolutely accept that. Everybody who hates it, I'm with you. It's fine. But I still. Well, I I'm now grinning at the thought of you listening to us and yelling. Okay, but but Wesley kissed Fred. Wait, go Wesley back. Kiss Fred. What what were y'all doing? Kissed Fred. Yes. This is something we need to talk about. <laughs> um, well, now I regret not dragging Joshua Unruh into that conversation because that alone would have been worth the price of admission. <laughs> is this a kissing podcast? Yes, yes, Unruh, it is. One day it you might not mind podcast. so much. <laughs> One day you might not mind so much. <laughs> and we have an episode we were both able to rate higher than I would have anticipated. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the good stuff because there's plenty of bad stuff, but we can start mm-hmm. with the good. And Wesley and Lila, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. When you can tell a love story, like a genuine yeah. love story, while cutting off someone's head. <laughs> <laughs> like, those two things don't go together. But it's, Not usually. <laughs> not typically. No. It's so so well done and and I think mm-hmm. about like the way that this echoes through the show because you know Gunn had to stake his sister Connor yeah. had to destroy Holtz's body and right. now Wesley has to decapitate Lila and so I just thought mm-hmm. it would be good to kind of like talk about our last wishes since we're very close right. and you're my sister and I love you but <laughs> if I'm bitten by a vampire like, first yes. of all, I will be very happy in that state. I will have eternity to read 
My to be read list is that long. So like, really, it's fine. You can just leave me. But if I'm causing massive amounts of destruction and you decide to take me out, I would Mm -hmm. rather be burned on like a badass pyre than decapitated. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, well, I, I'm absolutely making note of that in, in, in my legal papers. Good. I will absolutely make note of that, that if you should ever get turned into a vampire, we will burn you. Thank you. Instead of decapitate. I would rather be decapitated. Just oh. boom, swift, done. Like, no. I, yeah. Nope. You want to go out in a blaze of, fl- yes. of fire. Yes. Soak yeah. me okay. in whiskey. Light me up. It'll be fine. <laughs> but don't cut off my head. Like, uh-uh. All right. All right. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> but but the whole scene really is so moving and so yeah. well done. And, and you know, like they say when you're dreaming, you're really talking mm-hmm. to yourself. Like the dreamer is addressing yeah. the dreamer, mm-hmm. right? And Wesley is smart enough to be fully aware of that. So yeah. there's this beautiful self-awareness in this scene, you know, where Lila says, lover, I'm not even here. Like, yeah. you know, you're, you're just talking to yourself. Um, but he, he holds himself to this, the same level of honesty that the two of them always had, right? you know, even in these last moments and, oh God, when he says it wasn't a relationship and she says, there's a signed dollar bill in your wallet, I think proves different. God. Oh, it just about kills me. You know, I know it just about kills me. And then when she says to him, you know, the awful truth was that you couldn't save me from me. Right. And she kind of points out that, like, the whole reason Wesley believes in that kind of redemption is because of Angel. Mm-hmm. And yet Angelus is now the one, you know, who's who's causing so much trouble. And Wesley right. had decided to take Angelus out. But it's almost like that processing his grief with Lila makes him decide to save Angel. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. just, oh, God, it was so well done. But when it he says, so when he says, I'm sorry, Lila, and then he swings that axe, I'm just, oh, oh God. God. I know. And how can writing that good coexist in an episode where so much is so bad? Oh, my God. Well, you know, it's the overall season arc writing mm. that is truly terrible. Mm-hmm. But these moments, like, you know, this, like, the, all the Lila stuff and, and this thing with, with Wesley, which I think would have worked really well. It was a one-act play. Yeah. This whole scene, like, these scenes that were cut up, but if they've been put together, that's like a one-act play right there. It's so beautifully, beautifully done. Mm-hmm. And so heartbreaking. And Alexis Denisov freaking kills it as Wesley. Oh, like, yeah. He is good everywhere, you know, no matter what they give him to do. He just is amazing pulling that off. And he's great in these episodes, both with Lila and with Faith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and everything Faith here is so great. Um, oh, and, God, and the yeah. crossover from Buffy is handled so well. Mm-hmm. Because over in Buffy right now, someone is killing all the potential slayers. And you know, you know, by that jeweled knife handle and the woman at the yep. prison saying, I needed the money. Like they hired somebody at the prison to take Faith out, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it right. didn't feel like plot contrivance. I'm like, yeah, I totally, mm-hmm. totally believe that. Um, Mm -hmm. and I love the guard, you know, who'd be crazy enough to try to take you out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I also love the way the guard has so much respect for Faith. Yes. You know, like he doesn't talk to her 
You know, the way that you would expect a guard to speak to an inmate. He mm-hmm. talks to her like she's a friend. Yeah. You know, it's kind of nice. It is. And, and I was a little surprised that, you know, all the news of the apocalypse and the sun going out and all of that mm-hmm. wasn't enough to move Faith. But I yeah. think I have an understanding of her that she is not going to insert herself into that unless she feels she's really needed and no one had yeah. come for her yet. Right. And all it takes is Wesley saying, and Jealous is back. You mm-hmm. know, and her response, she just says, step away from the glass. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. I just, <laughs> it's, it's perfect. It's so good. It's so perfect. Yeah. And uh, and I love them. You know, that whole ride home when she's catching up. And, and it almost mm-hmm. felt like the show was being a little self-aware. Like, right. Angel has a kid who's now a teenager and Cordy was a higher being. And she's looking mm-hmm. like, what the hell is wrong with y'all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was really good. Um, no, it was really great. And then, you know, she fights those vamps and everything. And and then I get like one of my all time favorite faith lines when Wesley says, does it feel natural? And she says, just like riding a biker. <laughs> I know. That is great. It's so great. <laughs> And so perfect for Faith, too. It is. It is. But I love that she is absolutely refusing to kill Angelus. And that's why mm-hmm. Wesley recruited her. Yeah. Like, it's it's just yeah. so good. And she walks mm-hmm. into the Hyperion. And she's like, show me the weapons. <laughs> I'm like, right. yes, honey. <laughs> it's just perfect. It's just perfect. And finally, we get somebody strong enough to slam Connor against a wall and tell him to shut up. Oh, yes. I love that. <laughs> Which was I so love great. the way she just puts Connor in his place. Yeah, it was really good. And and I did get a little moment of happiness from Lorne when he was mm-hmm. uh, testing the sanctuary spell. Because he like yeah. was going to hit Connor in the head with something really heavy. <laughs> I, like, I really love that. <laughs> I like that, too. Well, one of my favorite things, though, is just this small moment after Faith breaks out. She looks at Wes. She's like, you OK? And he goes, five by five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. I love that he he was the one who got to say that to her, which I thought was so, so great. Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's where my moments of happiness end. And yes, I think I I have a moment of happiness when the beast dies. Oh, yeah. Just because the beast is gone. Ah. But the removal of something you hate (laughs) is less a moment of perfect happiness. Yes. I don't know. I think that there's, you know, there's, it's probably not a perfect happiness moment, but thank freaking God. Yeah. The stupid freaking beast is gone. And, and he got worse as he got more personality. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh, Jesus. It was bad Jesus from the beginning. God. It was never going to be good. It yeah. was so bad. So I have this stake this where I tried to like organize my thoughts and I noticed a theme mm-hmm. because I yeah. had Connor and Cordelia. The Beast and mm-hmm. Jealous and Cordelia and Cordelia <laughs> pregnant again. <laughs> Let's see. What is the common thread mm. in all of these things that we hate so, mm. so much? I know. Mm-hmm. And it pisses me off because Cordelia Chase is one of my all-time favorite characters. And yeah. just the absolute destruction of character in this season is unforgivable. But Yeah. No, it's terrible. You know, and, and you know, you've got Connor... Being all annoying, he has to be destroyed, and I'm the destroyer. And I'm like, kid, I don't even oh, think you're old God. enough for a driver's license. Just zip right. it. <laughs> and then she faints because yeah. if a woman faints or throws up on television, she must be pregnant. 
I don't oh, know. Yeah. I didn't faint when I was pregnant. I, I'm sure it happens to some people, but I don't know anybody yeah. that can faint that dramatically on cue. Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was just silly. And yeah. maybe it was just me, but Angelus just sort of sucks. Oh, these... no, Angelus is terrible. Oh. This is the worst Angelus. I love Angelus. Yes. I always love Angelus. This is so bad. It's so bad. And the Beast is yeah. like, come take orders from my master. And Angelus is like, I don't take orders from anyone. And the Beast is like, I don't know what to do now. I know I will take a bone from my body and forge a <laughs> knife that can uh, kill me uh, because uh, 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 I am both bored and stupid. Like, what? Exactly. What is that even about? I, 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 I honestly don't know. Except they had to figure out a way to kill the beast. And until then, they had made him invulnerable. And I, 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 I. I yeah. I don't know. This guy, this this thing that took out all of Wolferman Heart. Right. You know, we built the beast up as being this, like, you know, such a big deal. And then he turns out to be this ridiculous lackey, makes the bone that will destroy him. Then there's, you know... Cordelia kissing oh, the beast, ugh. which is this whole weird. What the fuck is that? Okay, it was really dumb. But yeah, I think perhaps, and I did not go back and rewatch it because I literally couldn't stand it. But I yeah. think her kissing the beast might have been better than the last time she kissed Angel. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> it's was not good. It wasn't good. And you know, I thought about that too, though. But I was like, you know, Charisma Carpenter was pregnant. Yeah, during this time. God only knows what kind of morning sickness she might have had, how she might have, she might have just been feeling awful. awful. And can you imagine trying to do a sex scene, you know, when you feel like that? Like, I don't even know. So I felt, I felt really bad because I was like, yeah, you know, I, I know that's extra textual. Yeah. I know that, you know, you can't bring that in and you've got to look at it for what it is and all that kind of stuff. But I do have a lot of sympathy for. Oh, I do too. I, I don't blame Charisma Carpenter for any of this. This is 100% no. on the writers. No, Charisma Carpenter is, is what amazing. what they did to her. But, yeah. mm-hmm. and then she's pregnant again. Again. Oh, for God's like, sake. Oh, did, did the writers have a mystical pregnancy card? They got thrown into what the pool every this? so often. Like, what? How many times do we have to be mystically pregnant? It's like that guy that keeps running for president and never gets elected, but won't give up. Right. I, I, it's just so dumb. It's I don't so know, dumb. I don't understand what that's about. I, I hate it. I hate it all. Yeah. And I hate mm-hmm. the way she tells Connor. And I hate yeah. how she talks to Connor. A weakness mm-hmm. for slayers. You're definitely his son. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Right. ugh. Just all of it. It's, it's just... Ugh. No, it's terrible. It's so bad. It's, it's all of it. All of it is terrible. It's really bad. And it was so bad mm-hmm. that I only came up with like shallow research questions. All right. Yeah. So the first one That's is, something. how did the vamp mm-hmm. on the street know that Faith was a slayer? I think sometimes we have vampires who just kind of know. 
you know, the, oh, it's a slayer. Like they just have some kind of sixth sense, the way that a slayer can sense the vampire. Okay. Because every now and again we'll have vampires who know, but then, then we'll have vampires who have no idea. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just yeah. thought it was interesting. He looks at her. Mm-hmm. Although it was funny when Wes was like, I'm not the one you want. And he nods over at Faith. Right. But I was like, huh. Like, I'm a slayer. Ask me how. I didn't see that button on her right. jacket. So I just wasn't sure how they knew. I don't know. Yeah. But. The only other question I could come up with was about Angelus and his ego. Because Mm -hmm. the welcome fate sign was pretty great. Yeah. But him sicking the beast on her just felt like cowardice. And it didn't really seem to fit Angelus's MO at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was awful watching the beast beat her so badly. Yeah. But then Angelus kills the beast, like, just to show off. And... Did he forget that the sun was going to come back on? Because Angel knew that. Right. And like, what? What was this nonsense? And then he acted disappointed like he hadn't thought about it. But we're spending all this time talking about how smart Angelus is. Right. And uh, that is informed and definitely not shown. Yes. Because. Yeah. yeah. And so here's my theory for this. Because this is Mm -hmm. truly the worst Angelus that we have seen. Oh, God. That's terrible. It's it's just awful. So I Mm -hmm. think. That because he lost his soul this time through a fantasy simulation, uh-huh. it's like a lower quality soul loss than what we <laughs> oh, have wait, experienced did, did before. Some of his brain seep out yes, of his soul? Yes, exactly. Is that it? Yes. <laughs> like it required a certain loss of intelligence or like it took away uh-huh. some personality at the same time. Yeah. Because this is just bad. Oh, God, no. It's just, it's terrible. It's just really bad. Yeah. Okay, my last question is a story question. Yes. How much better, on a percentage scale if possible, would uh-huh. this show have been if Faith had been a permanent character? <laughs> oh, like 500%. Okay. It would have been so much better. And obviously, when they get Faith, like, they know how to write Faith. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, And there are great characters on this show. You know, I mean, I like the characters on this show. But the character assassination of Cordelia... In this season, the stupid from the second we open season four, mm-hmm. all of the stupid around Cordelia, um, I, I find it astounding because these writers clearly know how to write. Yeah. Wesley and Lila, that's amazing. The Faith stuff is amazing. The Angelus stuff is so, and to have it right up next to each other. Right. Where we've got Faith and Angelus, sometimes with wonderful Faith and terrible Angelus in the same goddamn scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand what exactly happened here, except that they made some decisions that, you know, the big plot decisions that were just so terrible to write. Yeah, that it couldn't be written well, but. I mean, the the Lila and Wesley and Faith stuff is all amazing. And then we have all of this. I mean, the stuff that we get from like Gunn and Fred, like there's nothing that interesting. Even Lorne, there's nothing that interesting. Connor is just annoying, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Angelus is terrible. Cordy is terrible. Um, But it is very weird to have these things uh, coexist with each other in this space where it's it's truly, truly terrible stuff mixed with amazing stuff. Yeah, and I, I just think about it all the time because if if you look at all of the characters from both story worlds, 
the mm-hmm. two who just seem perfectly suited to this version yeah. of LA are Angel and Faith. Absolutely. And the relationship. And Faith being yeah. part of this team. Yeah. Yeah. And the relationship yeah. between them is so mm-hmm. great. You know, she is right. a person he genuinely saved. Mm-hmm. But she's also as strong as he yeah. is. And yeah. who better to take him out if he turns? Like, it just right. it could have been amazing. It could have been amazing. It could have been incredible. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe Eliza Dushku wasn't available. Maybe. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it would have been really great. And, you know, not to be too spoilery, this is mildly spoilery. So warning to everybody out there uh, in the comics, you know, which which exists in the world, you know, post these TV shows. Mm-hmm. It, the the comic is actually Angel and Faith. Oh, I didn't the know Angel that. Angel Central comic is Angel and Faith. And it puts them to those two together. And I think that that's a really good huh. call. Yeah. It works really well. They work really well together. They're a good pairing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's not it's not great. Okay, I'll have to read those. I haven't read them yet. So, okay. On that note, (laughs) I will brood. Salvage is a watcher because of faith. I mean, what more do you want? You also (laughs) need to know that Wesley decapitated Lila's body, that Cordelia is the Beastmaster and it's all terrible, that Angelus killed the Beast and accidentally turned back on the sun, that Faith Mm -hmm. is going to try to save Angel and that Cordelia is pregnant with Connor's baby. I know, I know, it's awful. But we get more Faith in the next episode, too, so there's a little bit of a bright side. All right, and speaking of that next episode, let's go ahead and talk about release. In release, Faith comes back to Wesley's place to recover after her brutal fight with the Beast and ends up destroying his bathroom in her frustration. Angelus goes to the Hyperion and tricks Fred into thinking the protection spell didn't work. As he's escaping, Connor tries to attack Angelus but is repelled by the spell. Wesley and Faith meet up with Angelus in the courtyard and Angelus uses Wesley as a shield. Faith lets him escape, choosing to save Wesley. Later, while tracking Angelus, Wesley stabs a drug addict to get information Faith was too gentle to get, and he tells Faith that she needs to be tougher if she's going to get the best of Angelus. At the hotel, Connor is looking for Fangs, worried he's a demon. Evil Cordy manipulates him into reporting to her what's going on in the hotel. Wesley and Faith track down a demon Angelus killed, and they find Angelus there. Faith and Angelus fight, Angelus knocks Wesley out and engages in some stupid taunting with Faith, and then he gets the best of her and bites her. Release aired on March 12th, 2003. It was directed by James A. Contner and written by Stephen S. Tonight, Elizabeth Kraft, and Sarah Fang. All right, Dr. Jones, um, a perfect happiness scale with uh, Stake This at zero and Lost Your Soul at six. What you got? I gave this a two. Um, mm-hmm. Faith is amazing and Dark Wesley is darker than ever, but Cordelia is so awful that I just cannot with this. And, and Angelus <laughs> ain't great. And, and oh, the bad God. stuff makes me even angrier because the good stuff here is so good and could have been even better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm at a three mm-hmm. because that's how much I love Faith and Wesley. <laughs> I love Faith and Wesley so much that it brings this terrible, terrible episode <laughs> up to a three, which is probably exceedingly generous. I like you being all generous. Eh, I don't know. I mean, at this point, like, I don't even care. Like, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I've so given up at this point. I just I just want to get through the season and get to season five. Yes. I just need to move through. Yeah. Yeah. 
get it all done. Um, all right. So moments of perfect happiness, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much Faith and Wesley. Mm-hmm. Like in an episode that is pretty much all bad, there's just Faith and Wesley. It's amazing. Um, I love Faith, how tough she is. You know, she won't hurt Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wesley's darkness, you know, um, his his yelling at Faith because she didn't let him die. She didn't let Angelus kill him. Um, stabbing the drug addict. Yeah. Like that is some dark, dark stuff. And I, I kind of dug it. And it really makes me worry how much I like Dark Wesley. It's it's possible that I need to get into some therapy. <laughs> I don't know. It just works for me. Well, I was the one off making notes that was like, you know, this drug filter human vamp thing makes a lot of sense. And yeah. there's story potential here. And then I caught there myself. Is. I'm like, Kelly. this may not be a good sign but yeah it it really is intriguing and and Mm -hmm. wesley like and it wasn't just him stabbing that girl it was the disdain with which he stabbed her you know it's like if you can call that a person or if you can call that a life right it was harsh it was harsh it was awful i do not excuse myself for liking Wesley when he's dark. He's really terrible. He really is, but you know? but it is it is such a well-written character, you know. It is so great. Oh god, and when he talks to Faith mm. and he tells her all of the things, yeah. the broken glass, the shallow cuts so that I'd remain conscious. I mean, oh my god, yeah. like talking about the way that she had tortured him, what she had done to him. Yeah. You know? Um, and how she's really scared to kind of touch that part of herself again. And he's like, you're going to need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, he doesn't want her to kill Angelus. He wants her to hold back to a certain point. Well, I, yeah. And I think that he, I think that he finally now understands, you know, like when they first put Angel in that cage and take away his soul and put it in a damn jar or whatever. It's so stupid. Yeah. And Wesley's like, he's going to try to manipulate you. Well, Wesley understood that in theory. He's seen it in real life now. Mm -hmm. And so I think he has a much better sense of what they're up against. And Angel, you know, Angel's in there or theoretically or wherever the hell the jar is. I don't know. But Faith is probably thinking of him as Angel. And he needs Mm -hmm. her to think of him as Angelus. Right. And Mm -hmm. how she's supposed to take him out and not kill him, I don't know. But yeah, it's it's not nothing that like sh- there's like a line that Faith is trying to stay mm-hmm. behind, and her power is on the other side of that line. Yeah, and yeah, it, oh God, it's good. Yeah, it's really amazing. And the scene in the shower, oh, you know, that. where she is so bloodied and bruised, and then she just takes out Wesley's wall. And I love his thing. Well, I'm pretty sure my security deposit. Is- <laughs> Well, and, and what I loved about it, I mean, it was so well, it was just well done. It was, it was perfect yeah. for Faith. But it reminded me so much of the scene where Angel saved her and that rain was pouring down. Yeah. Like something about Faith coming back to herself and water is just, well, it, you know. Yeah, I mean, water has that baptismal, mm-hmm. you know, kind of reborn feel to it you know it can have that as a as a thematic element and so putting her back again under the water you know yeah yeah Yeah. it was really good and and i also got 
kind of a kick out of Angela saying to Faith, yeah. it's all about the choices we make and the ones we don't. Mm-hmm. That like he sounds enough like Angel, I think, yeah. to keep her purposefully confused. Mm-hmm. And and that was like the only good non-comic line that Angela yeah. had. But but when he well, there was one when yeah. he's, when he's with the shopkeeper and he goes half of this crap is written archaic proto demon cuneiform and the other half I don't want to be rude but I think they just doodle. <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay okay fine yeah like, that's that's an okay line. Well and him wearing the shopkeeper's glasses and being like yes. these aren't helping at all. <laughs> and, and he's like this is an occult shop. It's like your job to help me. Like that was funny. Exactly. Yeah. Him yelling at the beastmaster. You made me lose my shopkeeper. And, right. and when the Beastmaster was talking, it was all so stupid and it was so terrible. But then she was talking about Angelus being trapped in Angel's head and she was like, uh-huh. so trapped, so thirsty. And <laughs> that uh, did make me laugh. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Yes, that definitely did. But I think probably we should move on to the staking this portion of the program because, oh my God, Angelus, uh, aside from those couple of lines, aside yeah. from those couple of things... Um, I usually love Angelus. Angelus in season two of Buffy was wonderful. David Boreanaz did an incredible job with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we've had those moments of like, you know, fake out Angelus, like when um, in the episode with the woman, with the actress who wanted yeah. to get uh, vamped, you yep. know, and uh, and she made him, she drugged him and made him feel perfect happiness for a minute, but then he got over it or whatever. Um, and we had those moments of Angelus with him. I mean, it it can be really good. It can be really fun. But we've built up Angelus as being this, like, smart super villain. And he's just terrible. And then we have this, he's world famous. He goes out to these vampire bars and everybody's like, oh, my goodness, it's you. You know, um, <laughs> you know, and having stupid Cordy talking in his head. He's not a villain. He's a clown. Yeah. It's just terrible. It's so bad. No, it really is. All right. Well, let's just take a moment to remind our listeners that this episode of Still Dead is brought to you by the Association of Magical Shopkeepers of California. The AMSC would like to remind everybody that magical shopkeepers have a death and grievous injury rate that is roughly 500% higher than the comparable small business owners in California. And they'd really like for people to stop killing them whenever a prophecy is a little challenging to translate. Most magical shopkeepers don't even read ancient Sumerian. They're just regular people like everyone else and killing them is not going to get that text translated any faster. This episode of Still Dead is also brought to you by our generous patrons whose monthly donations via patreon.com slash chipperish keep these episodes coming to you every week free and ad-free. $3 a month is equivalent to one cup of coffee and it makes a huge difference. So please consider supporting Chipperish Media to keep Still Dead and all the other podcasts you love in production. And also, don't kill magical shopkeepers. (laughs) All right. So as long as we're staking things that are not our poor, beleaguered, magical shopkeepers, uh, evil Cordy, Ugh. the stupid pregnancy, the mind invasion, stake it, stake it, stake it all. I mean, the idea of Cordy becoming evil through some kind of possession or whatever, you know, fine. But the way all of this is done is just so terrible and stupid. And, you know, I've heard stories everybody's heard the stories that charisma carpenter got pregnant and mm-hmm. instead of giving her like big purses to carry around they decided to destroy her character entirely so i don't know i've heard really terrible stories about what happened uh behind the scenes during this whole uh, this whole season and why 
Everything was so terrible for Cordy. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I can just tell you that the final product is absolutely awful. The manipulation of Connor to keep quiet about the pregnancy by kissing him. It's just, it was so gross that they had sex and kissed in the first place. But now, you know, we have this moment where he's like, I don't know who I am. And she says, I do. You're a daddy and daddies need to take responsibility. And I'm like, oh, gross. Can we just, no one ever use the word daddy ever again, please, in any context. It's just terrible. Um, And then we have the shouting in Angelus's head, calling him sweet boy through this really strange, demonic male voice. It's all so cartoony, you know, and I, I, all of it, I can't stake it all enough. No, it's awful. It's just dumb. I mean, the way she talks to Connor makes my skin crawl and the voice in Angelus's head is Mm -hmm. just dumb. And I, I, I mean, you're watching it all just cringing. You know, like, yeah. ugh, ugh. No, it's just, it's dreadful. And then we've got Fred and Gunn, mm-hmm. um, which kind of, like, the whole Fred and Gunn thing and Wesley, that whole triangle, like, you know, I, I love Wesley. I love that he kissed Fred a couple of episodes ago. But, of course, also a couple episodes ago, uh, Fred discovered that Wesley and Lila had been sleeping together, right? And so suddenly that changes how she feels about Wesley. Yeah. Because... What, she didn't know that Wesley kept a woman in a closet in order to find Angel? Like, she, she knew that. You know, are we pretending she has no idea who Wesley is at this point? She knows who he is. She's seen him go dark. She knows what's going on with him, you know? Um, so then, like, this moment where she's like, Gun, can we just go back and start over and all this kind of stuff? She has had Gun this whole time. Gun has been with her. Gun killed a man for her. Like, if she wanted Gunn, she could have had him if she had just not put up those walls, but she did, you know? And then Wesley comes back, and she clearly has a thing for Wesley. She kissed him as much as he kissed her. Like, he initiated it, but she responded absolutely. Like, she was into it. But all of a sudden, because he'd slept with Lila, you know, she doesn't want him anymore, and now she wants Gunn back. And I'm like, no, this man stood by you through everything, and you treated him like crap. Like, you don't get to turn around and be like, oh, now that Wesley's grossed me out, um, you know, now I want you back. No. No. No, I would just like to tip the triangle so that it's Wesley and Gunn. Because, yeah. right? I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> I think of fate saying to Gunn, I hear you're a good fighter. And he says, I can hold my own. And she says, well, that's a damn shame. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Because somebody should be holding gun is what I'm saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 But, oh, I know. It's just, I'm so over it. Like, please make up your mind already. Like, come on. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's just, it's all of it just so incredibly bad. And if we can just be done with mystical pregnancies. Forever. Just done. Just that's it. Like, you've used up your quota. Never again. Never again. Um, So all of it, yeah. All of it's real bad. Um, And I don't have much for research questions. I have, like, the sanctuary spell. And, you know, Angel comes in with this cheap little, you know, trinket that is supposed to somehow undo the sanctuary spell. Um, And so part of the sanctuary spell is that a human can hurt a demon, but a demon can't hurt a human, right? Mm -hmm. But he can, he threw Fred up against the wall. Okay, like, so I had to go back and watch this again. Yes. He doesn't actually throw her against the wall. 
he backs mm-hmm. her up against the wall and then he slams the book against the oh, wall okay. right by her face. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't actually touch her. And to me, this is a huge shortcoming of the sanctuary spell because it only blocks explicit violence and not implicit right. or implied violence. Mm-hmm. It doesn't block Connor until he takes a swing within striking distance of Angelus. Mm-hmm. But the the problem, and people like Angelus know this, is that implied yeah. violence can be just as controlling and effective as explicit yes. violence. Absolutely. And they don't mm-hmm. address that at all. You know, Fred is beating yeah. herself up. And I'm like, you should have yeah. been scared. Because exactly. he was communicating violence to you. And so it's, he was absolutely communicating yeah. violence without any consequence. Yeah. yeah. And it's a huge shortcoming in the spell. Um, mm-hmm. But I did think it was interesting that it blocked Connor so completely. Yeah. So now we know he's at least part demon. So that means he's a demon with a soul because it's also been established that he has a soul. So yes. is the demon part of him vampiric? Oh, who the hell knows? Right. But it was interesting, like with him in the in the hotel in the bathroom mm-hmm. and he's looking in the mirror, looking for fangs and pushing up his forehead. Yeah. They're like... They could have done something with that. Yeah. As a real vulnerability for Connor. They could have. But they They didn't. certainly could have. I, I mean, know. we have a moment where he's whining with Cordy. But yeah. 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 I don't know. But yeah. What? What is the D? I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And none of it makes any sense. And then we've got this whole soul thing. Right. You know, I mean, it used to be back in the day that extracting and returning a soul was almost impossible. Right. It's just one of these things. You can't do it. Angel is angelus. He's gone. He's lost forever. We've got an orb of Thessala. You know, Willow can put it back. All this kind of stuff. But now we've got this extracting. First of all, that that apparently this shaman that they got to do it was well known enough for that, that he can extract and return a soul. Mm hmm. Like, so apparently this is a fairly easy, you know, corner store kind of service that you can just go (laughs) out and get in 20 minutes in Los Angeles. And I realize Los Angeles is a big city. You can get things there that you can't get. I can't get Pad Thai, right? You know, in the city that I'm in. It's not a big city. Oh, that's a shame. You can get it anywhere in New York. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I, I can, but I have to like, you know. I have to travel. I can't have it delivered to my house. But I mean, the thing is, like, in Los Angeles, you can get a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. You know, but I mean, this is ridiculous. Like, this idea that we just, suddenly the soul is just this easy, and it's contained inside this little jar, (laughs) you know, that Cordy has, and she's speaking to Angelus through his soul in a jar or whatever, or talking to him about the, I don't even, I don't know. It's just, it's all so incredibly dumb it's so and dumb. just it's, and it's, i would ask the questions but i'm like i don't think that there's enough holding this together to even for there to be a meaningful answer to any of this no you know? it's just it's just terrible and yeah and then i was trying to figure out what does the title of this episode mean like mm-hmm. release Right. Uh, Faith got released, I guess. She broke out of prison mm-hmm. last episode. Well, that was in the last right. episode. Last right, last episode, not this one. Angel's soul is still in a jar. I mm-hmm. don't know who got released from anything. I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, what? And Yeah, I don't know. And with that, okay. What the hell does the Beastmaster want Angelus for anyway? Like, I don't know. to be the new Beast? 
to make a knife from his fangs to turn the sun off again to be her pet. Like, Angelus does not seem to be too bright or eager to please. And even without spoilers, we have no sense of Cordelia's plans. Like, what the hell does she want him for? I don't know. It makes no sense. I don't know. No, No, it doesn't. It's absolutely terrible. So I'm just going to brood and put us all out of our misery (laughs) on this one. Release as a watcher because you kind of can't miss anything in the Angelus arc and because the faith stuff is really worth watching. But other than that, we're mostly spinning our wheels here. There's very little of consequence that happens in this episode. Um, So Kelly, let's go ahead and just kind of move through this so that we can end talking about these terrible episodes. (laughs) What's making you still thirsty? Oh, Faith, of course. Oh, right. Just like riding a biker. Just like riding a biker. Very good. All right. So what's your favorite part? Uh, Same. Faith and Lila and Faith. Yeah. You know, I'm just same. Mm -hmm. Faith and Lila. I mean, Wesley too. Yeah. Like all of it together (laughs) as a melange. But yeah, I mean, it's just that's all the good stuff. And it really like these episodes are enjoyable to watch in those parts yes you know like really super enjoyable to watch in those parts yeah um but the rest of it is uh yeah it's 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 not good and i hate that i hate doing all these episodes and this is part of the thing like season four i knew was going to be a slog because it's just it's so hard to go through and like at least there were some things to enjoy in these episodes but i hate just tearing the show apart because i actually do love this show i do too I do too. When it's good, it's so, so good. So, so good. But this is just a bad dark. It's a dark run, people. (laughs) I'm just saying. Get your wine glass. It is a dark run. (laughs) (laughs) To join in the discussion on Twitter, follow Lonnie at Lonnie Diane Rich and me at Dr. Kelly Jones and use the hashtag still dead. Or you can support Chippers Media to the tune of a dollar a month or more and gain access to the live chat and Discord where you can hang out with me and Kelly and all the Chippers patrons who know that body isn't going to dismember itself. Visit patreon.com slash chippers to find out more. You can also show your support for Still Dead by going to Apple Podcasts and giving us a review. That's one of the most effective ways to show support for your favorite podcast. Or you can use your social media platform of choice to tell your friends because word of mouth is a powerful thing. And to say thanks to our rogue demon hunters who take the time to write reviews, we turn to the Prophecy Scrolls. I'm writing these in reverse chronological order, so post your five-soul review and you'll hear your prophecy soon. For Spike Love 51, Faith, Gwen, and Lila walk into a bar. (laughs) And the best kind of story hell breaks loose. These badass warriors have had enough of the Beastmaster's BS and are launching their own company with Gwen as the super thief, Faith as the super muscle, and Lila as the super still dead dealmaker. Oh my god, I love this and I want this show now. Together, they'll pull off heights that make Ocean's 8 look like pocket change while making the line between capital G good and capital E evil look damn, well, good. You have been called, dear one, to just kick back and enjoy this fantasy. A two-drink minimum with no plot holes or mystical pregnancies allowed. Oh my god, I love that so much. <laughs> Somebody go write that fan fiction. I need it. I need it now. We'll be back next time with two watchers from season four, episodes 15 and 16, Orpheus and Players. Until then, we both knew sooner or later that it would come to a messy end. <laughs> <laughs>